I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. Uh, heavy Mark Davis talk in the show today. He was a star. He was a star over the weekend. He was made a star. He's a star. He's a big, bright, shining star. You want to be a star, don't you? Get on the casting couch. So first question, it's Mark Davis related. Question of the day. We'll pin it down in the comment section. Let us know what you think. How can Josh McDaniels survive the Raiders season? And I'm not saying that like uh, he's got Ebola. I mean, how can he survive keeping his job this season? Because things have gotten bad for all JMD. Fire Josh McDaniels has been trending on Twitter and other places. We all saw the video, which we'll play here shortly, of fans yelling at Mark Davis, fire Josh McDaniels. He was, was affecting him a little bit. Can, first off, can Josh McDaniels survive the Raiders season? Because I think with some fans, it's like, done deal, fire him now. Mm-hmm. Or is there a path for him to save this team? How can he save his job this season with 13 games left? Pause for effect. I mean, the short answer is, is easy. Win games. Mm-hmm. Right? You win and everything is forgiven. I mean, people don't want to hear this, but we are only four games into a 17-game season. There can be, and we have a lot of very winnable games coming up. So start winning and you save your job, basically, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the easy answer. The, the, the way that I like to look at this is from the person making the decision and what they've shown you in the past. And when looking at Mark Davis's leadership style, you have to take a look at what he's done and what he's been preaching. And it seems like to me, like Mark Davis is a very big, like my plan A is, is the plan, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the problem with that is like in business or leadership or anything else, uh, like this, there's a saying, it's, it's plans are useless, but planning is everything. Mm-hmm. So you have to plan for things to go wrong, right? Um, that's why he was chasing after Gruden for so long, right? And then when he finally got him, he gave him 10 years. You have full control of the franchise. Let me just kick my heels back and watch you run the franchise for 10 years. There was no – you always – even though you gave a, a, a guy 10 years, you have to be – you have to know what you would do in case. Let's say he dies in a plane crash or he ends up banging one of his assistants or something like that, right, and he gets fired. Like, you have to have something in place of what to do if. And I don't think he had that. I don't think he has that now. I don't think that's how he's wired. And Mark Davis probably has like 10 illegitimate children because he doesn't believe in plan B. Nope. No plan B, no plan C. Well, done. And it's he – gave, he gave two guys, one guy who hadn't done the job in, in 11 years, one guy who's never done the job, full control of his castle. And – He's preaching preaching patience because I think his plan was I need them in place for a certain number of years. Number one, because he doesn't want none that he can't, he doesn't want to be paying three head coaches at, at once, right? Yeah. Um, but also because he wants to see a plan through. And 
I see a lot of parallels between Mark Davis and Josh McDaniels and how they lead and their leadership style. Um, we've scored a touchdown in the first quarter of every single game, two, two times in the first drive. And we've scored 17, 10, 18, and 17 points. That goes to show you we start off good, don't do very well the rest of the game, right? Mm-hmm. So Josh McDaniels has a plan in the beginning and I've been saying it, I think you've been saying it too, is his adjustments. He's not really good at adjustments. And they're very similar in that in, in that way, where Joshua Downs is very like, this is the plan. We need to do this better. Instead of, well, we're not doing it well because maybe the defense is playing for us to do what we've been doing and we have to switch it up. Um, so I don't know that there's really much that can happen because of their leadership, because of Mark Davis specifically his leadership style, I don't think there's there's much that Josh McDaniels can do to get fired. With Mark Davis, it's when you build something from the ground up, right? Like when you put a second on your house to start a business, when you borrow from your uncle and put your all your pride on the line and you start something up, you start a program or whatever, and you spend 10, 20, 30, a lifetime building something, that thing means more to you. You're up at nights trying to figure it out. You've in the past had to have thought outside the box, cut corners, know where the bodies are to get this thing off the ground and build it from the ground up, which is what Al Davis did with the Raiders. Mark Davis, it's his birthright. You're just like, just oh, got, I was, just got crapped out. That's yeah, all he did. it's just like, oh, yeah, you you banged my mom. I came out and now it's going to be mine. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Mark Davis doesn't care about the team or that he's you know completely inept because the move to Vegas, the way he swindled Adelson and, and got money. Like He's done some good moves. But you approach something differently when it's handed to you versus when you build it outright. And I think like, and I think what you're saying is like the micro version of the macro version of what I'm saying. You're just like, look, I don't want to deal with it. I did this coaching search. Oh, I had to get up early and interview head coaching candidates and interview general manager candidates. And like, I had to like read papers and like do all this work. For this big coaching search. Like, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to go through that hassle. And I think that's how he looks at it. Like, and that's always been like the word. Whenever we talk, and it's not just been the Raiders with Josh McDaniels, but anytime I hear the counter to a bad coach keeping their job, I all you always hear the argument because that's always the argument for keeping a job is well, continuity is important, turnover can be really bad. If that's the strongest argument for you to keep your job. You don't have an argument for keeping your job. If it's ah, continuity and patience should be on my side, that's not an argument. That's the default. That's basically saying, well, yeah, if you fire me, that means that you fire me and have to find somebody else. That applies to everyone's job. Everyone's yeah. job on earth. That's that's the downside of firing you. You're not unique in that situation. You're leaning on the laziness of your manager to be the thing that keeps you working. And if that's the case, that's not an argument. We're keeping Josh yeah. McDaniels. So that's why I was talking about having a plan B set up. You you have to have a goal set in mind. Mm-hmm. You have to have a big goal, which should be for every owner is to win, a, win the Super Bowl, right? But you have to have shorter goals along the way. And you can deviate slightly from how you get there as long as you're moving in the right direction, right? And that's where I think... Mark Davis falls short is he has a goal where this guy's going to lead us to the championship. Well, what does that look like? What are the markers along the way that you need to have, have hit 
that it gives you confidence that you're in going in the right direction. Yeah. And I don't think he he really thinks that far ahead, honestly. And flip side, are there some barriers going south that yeah. if you hit, it's time, right? Like it should be both. It should and I be. Was getting, I was gonna, yeah, I was getting to that. Yeah. Are you it's progressing like, this way? And are there like ultimate defaults, right? You take your driver's ed test, like there's a couple of things, but there's like I forgot the term. I thought the term it was like critical error or something. Like if you screw one of these things up, you're not getting your license. Like, okay, you maybe car, boom, you hit a curb. Boom. No, nope, you're nope, done. Nope. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. You didn't turn your blinker on in time. Like, okay. Like you're two miles above the speed limit. Okay. Whatever you run through a stop sign in front of an elementary school. Yeah. You're back riding your bike to work. Bro, speed, right? Done. What are, what are those markers going down? What are yeah. those markers so, going up? There was, there was a question on Twitter about Mark Davis and, and what he was going to do. And I said, okay, look, the first question we need to ask if we had Mark Davis sit down, right, is Mark Davis, is there a line? Not what it is, but is there one? Mm -hmm. Is there a line where you're going to go ahead and take action? Where, where an event or a series of events happen to cause you to take action? Is there a line? Or he's just like, he's going to be my guy. I'm going to push forward with him no matter what. So the, the answer could be no. I'm sticking with Joshua Daniels till next season because of X, Y, and Z. Now, if he says, yes, there is a line, the next question is, what event or series of events need to happen for you to take action? What is that line, right? And um, the third question is, what are you going to do if you have to take action? What action are you going to take? And I don't think that he's really thought that far ahead. I think he's pretty much, this is my guy, and we'll just play it by the seat of our pants. And that's why there's been some questionable decisions made. I don't know that he's had things in place. I don't know that he has those benchmarks, positive or otherwise, to be able to guide his decision-making and to guide you know, getting things warmed up, getting people talking. Hey, um, things aren't going great. Let's see if we can maybe get some... Get some people together. Am I, am I? Is my internet really crappy? It's terrible. Yeah. It, can you hear what I'm saying at least? I can hear what you're saying five seconds after you talk. I mean, I know it's bad because it looks like your oh, cat's geez. sucking itself off. So I know that's not possible. So it has he's to be cleaning internet. his back. Relax. No. Okay. So, like, like we're we're in a we're in a bad shape at at one and three, right? Mm -hmm. So this is around the time. Hey, let's. Start taking a look at what's going on, like football people that are in place to help him make decisions, right? What what what's the issues that you guys see? What can be better? What can change? If we end up being like, let's say, for example, we're like two and seven or something like that, right? God forbid. But we're like two and seven. Then it's like, okay, let's start looking at potential candidates if we do make. So start doing some of that work ahead of time, right? Get a list together, like. These are things that I don't think Mark uh, Mark Davis is even looking at, and 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 it's very similar to how Josh McDaniels coaches as well, and, and they're very similar in that way. So, um, and and that should always be a part of the equation of firing or keeping a coach. Are there better coaches out there? Right. It's like what I've always talked about. Like, you want to move on from the quarterback? Okay. Is there? Are we getting a better one? Are we improving? Is there a plan? Great. Let's move on. If there isn't, then we're worse off than where we started. Right. So I think, you know. If Sean Payton, like that's what I was, that's what bugs me too about not going with Basachi. And this is all in hindsight, but if we just kept Basachi for a season. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, right? He took us to the playoffs for the second time in 20 years. Can you do it again? Let's try that experiment. 
if the experiment didn't, didn't work and Masachi is gone, we're in the Sean Payton sweepstakes, right? Now, Denver would probably outbid us, but at least we're in the sweepstakes, right? At least we're in like, maybe we can lure him in. Maybe there's something, maybe he just loves Devontae Adams, right? Or whatever. Like maybe we can, mm. maybe we can get him. There's ways we can do that. Who's going to be available next season? There's always people, right? There's always some, some offense that overachieves and their coordinators looking for a pay raise, but the timing is also important. Who's out there? Yeah. So the, the issue that I, that, that poor leaders fall in is like one of the rules of one of the rules of like of power is you don't want to outshine someone above you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's very, it's, you want, you want to keep separated from them and, and, and then do your thing, but not be too close to them because you're going to, you're, you're a subordinate, but you're outshining them. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that's going to be something that's really a big case for Mark Davis because Mark Davis can just sit back and be like, well, yeah, I'm hired him. That's why I want him to do well. And he's a great leader and this and that. So he can just take credit for it. Well, there's a solid adamantium ceiling between head coach and owner, right? Like you're not yeah. going to like have the board of directors vote you into owner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's no, there's no like, there's no threat but, to Mark Davis. But we saw it happen with Gruden and Al Davis the first time mm-hmm. is they started butting heads too much. And they just couldn't get along and they couldn't agree on what was going on. And Al Davis maybe felt like the team was slipping away from his fingers and the players were all about Gruden and maybe not listening as much to him. And he shipped him off. So I, I don't remember it being that way. I remember Tampa Bay just offered a King's ransom for John Gruden. No, he wouldn't just say he wouldn't he wouldn't just, just ship him just to ship him. They were they were they were butting heads. It was two firsts and ten million dollars, which was it was. They were butting heads, man. It wasn't. They, he wasn't looking to. He, he was looking to to make a move, and he got a good deal. He got a king's ransom. I think that's what I. Maybe yeah, it was. It was a while ago, but like, I kind of remember it the other way around. Like they got what for John Gruden? It's like okay, like how do you say no to that? Anyway, so look, it's 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 it can be a very simple answer, but. I don't like simple answers for, for, for the, for the, for the fact that it doesn't, it doesn't show any, any type of uh kind of like work to go into it. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you feel like if someone predicted something and they were just like, as long as they're right, like it's cool. They get credit for a pat on the back, but I, I seem to, to think it a little bit differently. Uh, it's not all about just being right and wrong. Like, for example, if uh, if we go to a racetrack and and the dude that, that that does a lot of homework knows the horses, knows the trainers, and he just you know he didn't pick the right horse, but the chick that picked the horse that won because she liked the name, like who are you going to get your advice from? The one who just who was right because they just picked it out of nowhere, or well, you're you're work? you're 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 oversimplifying the conversation that we had. There's the argument was people that were saying from the beginning Josh McDaniels will fail will fail. You're like, well, they're just being haters and they're just saying that. I'm like you don't know that. Maybe some of them were, maybe some of them were like, I watched what he did in Denver. I know his coaching style. He hasn't improved. He's not going to succeed with the Raiders. I, I don't want to run them right? through this whole track over and over again. What I'm saying is because there was, there, well, there was, I mean, I, well, I didn't bring it up for it to be a conversation, but if you want to go down that line, there is a big difference between who you were now and who you were 12 years ago. What I was looking at is saying, give it a chance and to see if he's changed, to see if what he said in his press conference comes to fruition on the field. Let's see what's happening. Let's see what happens. And that that that's where I think we differ. Mm. And I mean, I, I personally don't give 
someone a lot of credit for making a snap judgment off of information that's over a decade old, um, right or wrong. I, I, because over the course of 100 decisions, that way of making a decision is not going to be correct more often than not. More often than not, the someone who wait, person who waits and gathers more information will be right more often than not. So what, what, I, what I was saying when I, when I, by bringing that up is I don't know that Mark Davis is the kind of guy to gather all that much information. I think mm-hmm. he, 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 he makes a decision and then he works his way back. Um, it's I think just, he's also a little bit of a star fucker too. Like he was so enamored with Gruden. He's so enamored with Gruden. Just absolutely in love with Gruden. Yeah. Gave him the Kings Ransom, gave him Kings of the Castle. And you know, Josh McDaniels and the Patriot way is like, oh, we can get these guys that have been so successful. And Josh comes in with his like, how many rings does he have? Five? As a offensive so. coordinator, five, right? Comes in with a handful of Super Bowl rings, right? Does the old fashioned like he's holding his beard can as a click, 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 click with the mm-hmm. rings, you know, just like knocks on the table like a uh, house of cards, right? Like I think, I think he gets star fucked. And Ritz Passaccia was no star by any means. And so he's like, oh, who am I going to have this? special teams coach or this dude with almost half a dozen Super Bowl rings. That's the other part of it too, is he gets a little, he gets starstruck as opposed to, Oh, I've really gotten down in the weeds and I've done my homework and I've talked to 20 different ex Josh McDaniels players. And they've all said he's a changed man. Like, Oh, he's a great guy. I go to his barbecue every Sunday. Now it's like, no, you saw the glittery rings and it's like a goldfish just grabbed it. Yeah. Again. And, and, and they're very similar in, in, in that sense where, they have a solid initial plan. The initial plan in the first quarter has worked for Josh McDaniels. We score every first quarter, but we struggle to score after that. And this is very similar to how I see Mark Davis's leadership style is, I have a plan, I'm going to see it through. And it's an is it an ego thing? Probably. There's probably some ego there that I want to be proven right. And if I if I change course it's going to be seen as i don't know what i was doing or i didn't do it properly uh, but i think that's where we are right now and the only way we can really get out of that cycle is by mark davis lucking into hiring someone who just happens to be a great leader despite what mark davis is looking for yeah i think it's also and um there's been a lot of beat writers that have brought this up a couple times this goes back to how mark davis is wired like he's the kid of a rich guy with a lot of power that thinks in those terms because the Las Vegas aces, because the, his WNBA team is like in the NBA final. I don't even know if they won it yet. Is it close? I don't even know, but they're in the NBA finals right now. WNBA finals right now. And he like, he's just so happy about that, that he can deal with losing as a Raiders owner. Like that buy that buys Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler time. The fact that his WNBA team is winning games. And that goes again, how Mark Davis is wired as the kid of a rich guy. Al Davis is like bottom line. I want success in everything. I have, you know, 17 departments in my company. Three of them are losing money. I still got to fix those three. I got to worry about those three. Whereas Mark Davis is like, yeah, I have this really big toy, the Raiders, but this brand new toy I got, it's nowhere near as big or expensive, but it's awesome. Like, I'm just going to play with my new toy. I'm winning. It's that, it's that, that's that mentality. This would, so many beat writers that have brought this up that it's like Mark Davis is so happy that the aces are winning. It's not that he doesn't care that the Raiders are losing, but he's just like, Oh, that makes up for it. Like I have something winning. I have a new, a new toy that's taken up my attention. 
Well, and frankly, how much does Mark Davis know about women's basketball? Less than he knows about football. I, I couldn't even guess. So I really he, wonder. It's, it's less than he knows about football. Let's just be honest, mm -hmm. okay? So he sees that I can be this type of owner. Just put people in place. You can. You can be that kind of owner and be successful if you pick the right person. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that he's picked the right person for the right positions. Hey, John Gruden as a head coach, I don't have much problem with that. John Gruden as a talent evaluator, huge issue. So uh, picking the All right people. All parts of being a GM. Trades, draft, contracts. Awful. Ugh. Awful. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And, and, you know, look, Ziegler, Ziegler isn't much better. Uh, he's, I think he's there's better, an argument that he's worse. One of these, one of these shows soon. We'll we're gonna, see. We're we'll going to sit down and be like. Soon. It's a little too soon to, to say. But, uh, you know, we have that the hindsight of like Gruden's been gone for a, a, over a year now. So we can take a look back at those and see. Um, because I don't know that any of the people that washed out with us are like killing it somewhere else. They were just bad signings, right? So it, it's going to take a little bit of time to see how these draft picks, you know, pan out. And 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 the signings aren't terrible. Just that one, there was that one, the glaring one, which is Chandler Jones. But you know, it, it it's it's a little too early for that, I think. Uh, but again, it's, well, it's if, the if, ego. If you're if you're Mark Davis and you're thinking about firing one or both of them. You're definitely in that position. Like if Mark Davis isn't doing this evaluation, then he's doing a terrible job. If he, if he hasn't, even if he hasn't, even if he's like, look, I'm giving him both two years, no matter what. If he's not even at least thinking about it, he's a terrible owner. I think there's, I think we, there's definitely enough meat on that bone for us to dive into it and be like, at this moment right now, especially Ziegler, he's literally learning on the job, right? Like maybe one day he could be a really good GM, but mm -hmm. from the day he was signed in, was it January of last year? To this second, how is he doing? Has he earned the right to have this job? I think him and Josh McDaniels' discussion—it's—it's it's more than fair to at least have that. How have you done? Oh, so? Sure, for sure, progress it's fair to have. I, I just do for a progress think, report. Yeah, I, I just don't think that Mark Davis thinks that way. Yeah, I, he, he better start. Question of the day: How can Josh McDaniels survive this Raiders season? Let us know in the comment section. It will be pinned as your question of the day. So you brought up. Uh, honestly, the main one, right? So we're getting into like the macro diving in mentality, leadership strategies, Mark Davis sitting there with a pacifier on his high chair, just asking for Cheez-Its or is he working to make his meal? It all comes down to win wins and losses at the end of the day, really. And depending on what side of the aisle you're on fire, Josh McDaniels or give Josh McDaniels a chance, the schedule may look different to you. So I think it was the eighth toughest schedule, I, I believe, start of the season. If you just went by winning percentage of the opponents. I believe it was like eight, nine. Right? It was definitely top 10, as always, right? Play the Chiefs every year and you know, all this shit. Um, it's getting a lot easier. So we're one in three now after beating the Broncos, losing to the Bills, Steelers, and Chargers. We got Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. Primetime, buddy. And then we get into this lull in the middle of the season that's playing, that we're arguably playing four of the five worst teams in football. Pa uh, Patriots week six, 0-4. Bears in week seven. Uh, Detroit Lions are good. Uh, Giants atrocious. Jets atrocious Sunday night football. And then, of course, we end, the, and then we got a tough run after that. Dolphins, Chiefs, 
bye week. Uh, Vikings are much better than their one and three record. Chargers, we've already lost to. Chiefs are Chiefs on Christmas. Uh, Colts, and then the terrible Broncos. There's like between the Bears, clearly the worst team in football. Broncos, probably second worst. Giants, Pats, Jets, Raiders round out the bottom six. Panthers, maybe. But that's basically it, right? So, like, if we're, if we take us out of the equation, we're playing five of the six or seven worst teams in football. We may get to seven wins. Not that we're improving or good. It's just we've played all the worst teams in football. We might get to six or seven wins without being, getting worse. We might still get to six or seven wins. So, when we say at the end of the day, well, you know, he got us to six or seven wins. Is that a record to be fireable? If you look at the opponents, maybe. But that would be Josh McDaniel's excuse to Mark Davis. Like, well, you know, we got seven wins. Yeah, I mean, it's it it, it works both ways. It's it's the same argument as uh, they took over a playoff team and, and and they won six games next year. Well, there's a lot more to go into that than just you took over a playoff team, right? Uh, and the same thing now is well, I got I got I increased the wins from one year over the next. Okay, well, let's take a look at it. Let's take a deeper look at it. And when you take a deeper look, you get a better picture. Um, so, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, these games that we're losing are very close games. Uh, one decision here and there. Uh, the Charger game was, I think, just as much taken from us as it was us beating ourselves. Mm-hmm. That crackback penalty was just, oh, I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah. There was a couple of those down the stretch that were really iffy. Um, I don't know how many times we're going to get pass interference calls just take picked up. You don't really see that very often. It's happened to us, like I think, at least twice. Uh, so, look, we should be used to that already, but it still doesn't mean it doesn't count and it doesn't matter and it doesn't hurt when it happens. Uh, but, yeah, man, it, it, it all and it all depends on if, if like, Mark Davis is looking – to validate his 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 uh, his moves with just the surface stuff, like if he's going to pull a Josh Dubow, right? If it's if it's just a, a a surface stat or a surface answer fits his narrative, that's what he's going to push. If the surface answer doesn't fit his narrative, he's going to find some stat underneath that to push his narrative. And, and you know, we'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, Josh, it's definitely like, AMD's possible. running out of excuses. Like he's really running out of reason. Like he really, he, running he out definitely of is. Look, man. Look, I, I said it to his credit. He adjusted his game plan and his his offense to incorporate more motion, and it worked. It helped. The problem is, and all you have to do is look at this. We did one time, one time in the game. We did what Kansas City did to us and Max Crosby using Kelsey to block him, not a double team, but Kelsey to block him first when Crosby got past Kelsey, then the tackle blocked him, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it takes time to beat one person and then another person as as opposed to beating two people at once. You have to beat one guy, then the other. So um, I, I looked into that, and when when Kelsey lined up on Max Crosby's side, he just ran his normal route that he was supposed to run after he blocked Max Crosby. If he had this motion to the opposite side, he just ran a choice route, a five-yard choice route. So Mahomes knew what he was doing no matter where he was. 
right? Mm. And we did that once with Mayor, and Mayor stopped, you know, uh, Khalil Mack for like 1.5 seconds. Mm. And then Illuminar came up behind him and blocked him, and that gave us plenty of time to get rid of the ball. But we only did it once. And it's that type of in-game strategy is what we're missing. And um, it's it's pretty apparent. Um, I don't know how how obvious it is to Mark Davis, <laughs> uh, because that that's 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 all these all these questions boil down to one thing: What does Mark Davis see? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you one thing: He sees, um, and you saw it Sunday. Was this little video that we have all seen, but we'll show it again. I love his hand motions. Smarten up. Smart. Like, like old, like, he's like an old man. Smart. I love old man hand motions. It like, exemplifies what he's saying. It's like I'm putting a, a visual exclamation point on my sentence. It's so disheartening, dude. I really don't know what you do in that situation if you're Mark Davis. I really don't know what you do. I mean, getting mad, I guess, is a natural reaction, right? You're just like, because he could have went way off, right? Like you're a spoiled old man in your box dealing with people screaming at you about your choices. Would you like? We'd be like that. Would it be that crazy if he just stood up and said, "Like, fuck y'all! I gotta. You guys don't know. I'm doing my blah." Like he could have went off. He could have just sat there and like took it like a sad puppy dog. He went with first the, off. Like, what what smart, arrogance? Smart what arrogance? Smart enough. What arrogance to be sitting in the front, getting your, you know, you're losing the game, you're going to lose the game, and just to sit there and not like, I'm going to be in the front row because why not? Like, dude, don't do not do that. Like, first off, don't sit in the front row if you don't want to hear, if you're not prepared to hear angry fans. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you had, you didn't know they were angry. Um, but honestly. Maybe in it. I have no idea how in or out. That's the thing is, is. we don't know what's going through his head. We don't know because they live in a different world, man. These freaking bazillionaires live in a different freaking world. So especially especially the owner of a of an NFL franchise, right? Like even like giant heads of state, right? Like Joe Biden has to take calls from other presidents, from donors who decide what he, you know, I mean, like they let's be honest, right? Like Corporations tell Biden what to do, not the other way around, right? Even like super powerful CEOs and politicians. Are you saying there's lobbyists that are influencing the decisions of America, sir? No, 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 no. Sleepy (laughs) Joe is doing everything by the soul of his character and what his conscience tells him. But when you're when you're the owner of an NFL franchise and not like an active president, right? You're the owner. You just own the thing and sometimes hire and fire a coach. You live by nothing but yes men. That's that's your life. You're surrounded by yes men because you're not. Again, answering, you don't want to outshine the person above you. Yeah, and in that case, yeah, you don't want to. It's very difficult to get a point across and not endanger your job when yeah. somebody above you is incompetent. It's very difficult. That's a very difficult situation. In most cases, in most cases, those people will just go to a different team or go to a different corporation because they know that their their ceiling is cut off because. 
they can't do what they want to do with that person in power because they're going to outshine them and they're going to end up getting cut anyway. So the I, I don't know how much he knew it was a problem because of where he sits at home games. And I, I just I think this might be a good thing. I think that this might be something to kind of like plant a little seed that maybe wasn't there because you know we don't know. But from all accounts, from what I've seen of him, I think he was he's been dead set on rolling with this combo of McZiegler through until next season. And I think next season is the big one for them to really make it happen or not. That's the make or break for them. But this season, they're they're in his mind, they were safe. But you get that, you you get that emotion out of him. That's kind of what you want. You want to get that emotion from him to where, hey. I'm being looked now. Now they're coming after me. It's yeah. not the team. It's not. I've got this new chick sitting next to me, and y'all are embarrassing me. You know what I mean? I like I how have, no one's looking at them. Everyone's just looking away. Like I have, I have, I have so many thoughts about this video. Like the Cirque du Soleil chick from last year. Where'd she go? Is she on the road somewhere? She's in Vegas, bro. Well, I mean, you can't take one Sunday off and why? Davis why would you take Sand to the Beach? She's got plenty of chicks in LA, bro. Well, that's my point. Is uh, obviously she's not a steady one. You know what I mean? Like, is this is this a newt? Is this a uh, just a local? Right? Did he get on Craigslist and be like, who wants to sit in the owner's box? And who's this girl? Is he? Is it two girls at once? Is it she got to bring a friend? Because they don't look like they're having fun at all. <laughs> no, I don't know if they're football not fans or not. Time. They don't look like they're having fun at all. Definitely not like having a great time. Looks like he's sucking his thumb here. I can do a lot of screenshots that look really bad on Mark Davis. So first, obviously, always, whenever you go into the Raiders boxes, chick situation, what's going on? That's the first thing. The other thing is, why is no one talking about the MVP of this video? This dude in the bottom left corner, the Al Davis lookalike? No one's talking about this guy. Look, he's got the little... Uh, the chain from the necklace to the right for, to the back, the white tracksuit, the same haircut, same age. That and he's killing he, it. He's trying to get in the shot. <laughs> like he's like, oh, there's cameras on Mark Davis. Hold on, let me get in the shot. Like, he's trying to do like kids' birthdays as Al Davis. I'd hire him, dude. If someone hired like an Al Davis lookalike to perform on my 40th birthday, that would have that would I, I would have lost my mind. That would have been so awesome. Look at the tracks. Look, he's like, he's like, look, he tried to get in the shot, and this little little lady even had the glasses, bro. The glasses are so keen. He has like the same hairline. That's Al Davis at like 61, something like that, 58. Yeah, getting there, yeah. Right? And the little security guard's like, get out of here. Beat it. Beat it, kid. You bother me. And then, like, look, you got this this security guard, like, hey, tell him the other security guard. Like, this is you could tell this big dude's like private security. You know what I mean? Like Mark Davis's travel bodyguard, you know, and he's like uh -huh. telling the, the, like the minimum wage security, like, dude, do something here. Come on. Absolutely. And he awesome. does. And then this one, like that hand motion. I don't know why I'm so into Mark Davis's hand motions. He's like such an old man, but then he does the thumbs up at the end. I don't know, man. The thing is, That's how you break down tape on the I autumn windbag, right? That's how that's that's called tape analysis at the autumn windbag. You're not gonna get that stuff anywhere. I don't know the when I don't know when the last time someone 
so overtly challenged Mark Davis to his face, mm. especially when he's been so dug in with, you know, got to have continuity. You have to be patient. You have to do, you know, have to build consistency and this and that. That's what he's been preaching. So that's why I think like he's not looking to make a move at all this season. I don't know when he's been challenged like that. When's the last time he was challenged in that way? Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't handle it very well at all. It shows that it doesn't happen to him very often. I can't. I couldn't even attempt to even think when the last time that happened. I think maybe when he got he got squeezed out of the LA deal. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the last time that happened to him. Uh, but he didn't handle it very well at all. And we kind of see. Look, if you're an owner of a team and you know you're right, you know that you have a path and you know that you have a good plan and you have it set in place. You don't. You don't talk to a fan that way. If you're He's maybe smart. a little bit. Be smart. If you're maybe a little insecure, you're starting to feel a little insecure about your decision. That's when you show that emotion. Yeah. Why well, I uh, I wonder if Mark Davis is at all even remotely involved in the conversation that it doesn't seem like it's going on within the Raiders facility, but it's definitely going on in Raider Nation. Who should start Monday night? Aiden O'Connell or Jimmy G-String? Farva versus the G-String. Who should be that starter? Because according to Josh McDaniels, he said this in the press conference, Raiders coach Josh McDaniels says Jimmy Garoppolo is still in concussion protocol. So he might not even be available by Monday, but who knows? But he will be the starting quarterback going forward if slash when he clears. So according to JMD, it's not even a conversation, not a discussion. And I I saw the presser. I didn't I didn't pull the video. I was being lazy this week. Maybe take a nap. But he was like, it wasn't even like he thought about it. Like looked away. He's like, no, no, no. If you know, if Jimmy G clears, he's starting. No question yeah. about it. No way fans or butts. So in Jimmy, in uh, Josh McDaniel's mind, it's Jimmy G. The the second his brain is no longer oatmeal. Well, and honestly, that makes sense because he's seen Jimmy G play better. He hasn't seen Aiden O'Connell play better. If Aiden O'Connell starts against the Packers and his improvement is because look, he played a lot better in the second half than he did in the first half. Aiden yeah. O'Connell I'm talking about Farva. So if Farva goes out there and he plays much better against the Packers, then that's when there's going to be, you know, some pause before you answer. Mm-hmm. Because now you've seen your quarterback not go against one of the worst defenses in the NFL, right? Yeah. Uh, especially one the worst pass defense in the NFL. You, a, a team that has a good defense, good corner, good line, good linebackers, good personnel, and they play really well too. So now you because you've seen him go against a good team because honestly the whole comparison between Jimmy G and um, and uh, Aiden O'Connell is not quite fair because Aiden O'Connell played the Chargers defense whereas the last two weeks before he was gone uh, uh, Jimmy G played Buffalo's defense and the Steelers defense who were both really good yeah so you would want to have more info. That's why I'm always about the info. Give me more info before I make a decision. If Aiden yeah. O'Connell goes out there and plays better against the Steel, against excuse me, the Packers, then there's going to be a little bit of a difference because now you've seen them again with the first team against good uh, good competition. How did they fare? Um, but I'll tell you this: if Aiden O'Connell does play better against the Packers, and then Jimmy G's right against uh, the the Pats. And you start struggling, there's going to be a hook. I don't know how quick it's going to be, but there's yeah. going to be a hook if he doesn't perform. Well, and that's, I think, what the fan base is rooting for is the potential of Aiden O'Connell. 
We don't know what it is, right? You just play one game. You know, we got we got a taste, we got a flavor, right? It's better than you know, what is it, nine or ten quarters of po- of, of preseason football, right? That's all we had, which is almost nothing, but it's all we had, right? Um, we had that, and it was very promising. So now we had one full game, and the he, not, he just looks smoother when Aiden O'Connell is in there. He didn't knock anyone's socks off. Um, the three turnovers were bad. Again, Jimmy G's turned the ball over like a madman anyway as well. The the two fumbles, though, they just felt so, so far of his fault. Like, he just stood in the pocket like a statue. The, the clock's going one minute, one second, two seconds, three seconds, four. He's still just standing there, right? Gets knocked over. It's like Once his clock sped up in the second half, he didn't have that he issue. He started getting better, right? But he had more ball security. Look, mm-hmm. I... I he started playing like he did at Purdue, running for his, you know what I mean? Like getting the yeah. ball out, getting throwing ball, guys open, like Moving I'm playing around, against a superior team. You know. I got to, I got to make, I got to take chances. I got to be jo- head in a swivel. I got to, I got to have that clock in my mind. I have yeah. to process this stuff quicker. Um, look, the first fumble, everybody knows, unless you're freaking Troy Aikman, who has just the biggest hands I've ever seen in my life, you'll pump fake like this. You pump fake into your offhand, okay? Like, come on. That that was just a huge rookie mistake. You don't pump fake like this. Like, you know, who are you? Yeah. But, you know, it's he did get better. He got better mm-hmm. in the second half. He, his, t- his timing was better. His clock was quicker. He got the ball out better. He was okay with checking the ball down more in the second half, and the offense was moving. So um, we'll see, man. We'll see. Again. I will preface it by saying this. It was the Chargers' 32nd-ranked pass defense. Yeah. Okay? They just Let's decided not- we're not going to cover Josh Jacobs out of the backfield. They just, they just We're not going to do that. We're, yeah. What's he ever done? And so he got, what, 86 yards or something? Just dumping it off to JJ? Like, again, right I read. Love, I love how he runs off those freaking little little checkdowns now. Josh, he doesn't, he doesn't run to miss contact. He runs through like he's running like a running back. Like I'm statistically, run he's obviously so much worse this season than last season. But like the way he's playing football, like he's so good blocking on the backfield. Like one of the best that running backs. Pick up that football. I sent you guys. Oh my god! Just lowering shoulders, right? Taking blitzing Dude. linebackers. Like he might get pushed back a little bit, but you're not mm-hmm. you're not running over him. You're not running by him. Getting out of the backfield and running. Maybe maybe you'll be I'm able hard. to pop this up. Uh, when uh, in, in in editing, but he was supposed to chip on a on a pass play, but he saw the linebacker blitzing and he annihilated that linebacker. He flipped yeah. them all the way around, gave Farva the time to throw the ball. That's just really headsy play. He's he's playing a lot smarter, even though maybe he's not. He looked a lot better this game. He had some more runs, you know, for more yardage, and that's partially because. The line played a little bit better, but he also played better as well. So there's, 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 with the, 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 the teams that we have coming up, there's optimism there. There's some pretty bad teams that we're, we're playing coming up. At the end of the day, if Jimmy Garoppolo gets out of concussion, we didn't, the only notes we got from him was Monday, right? He's still in concussion protocol. We're recording this Wednesday night. Maybe things will change as the week goes on. Cause again, long week, right? Monday game. The Raiders don't practice until Thursday because it's a Monday game. He might be out of it right now, and we'll find out Thursday morning. Yeah. But if he isn't, and Jimmy G, or if Jimmy G is, right, he comes out of concussion protocol on Thursday, you can't, I can't, 
I can't close my eyes and imagine Josh McDaniels going to Mark Davis and being like, Hey, you know, that 30, you know, that guy you gave $33 million to Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I'm not going to start him. I've got this fourth round rookie that turned the ball over three times last week. He's, he's going to start instead. Like that's, that's what we're going to do. Well, yeah, like, like, are you punting on the season? Cause it's going to look that way. It will look that way because we're all banking on the potential of Aiden O'Connell. It's going to look to Mark Davis. If Josh McDaniels goes to him and says this, like you're, you're punting on the season. You're going with the fourth round rookie to see what's under the hood. Instead of the guy you brought in the guy I gave 33, a third of a hundred million dollars to. Yeah. And that's, and that's, uh, and that's something for, for Dave Ziegler too. You had me get rid of my quarterback for nine seasons for the guy that you wanted. I gave him $33 million and you're, you want to play after four games. You want to start over the guy that you wanted, a guy that you got with the last pick in the fourth round. That's what you want to do. So it's, it's not a good, it's not good optics for Joshua Daniels or Dave Ziegler for that matter. Um, But like I said, if you have more information, you can say, look, I am confident that Jimmy G can get, get the job done. But when they've been on the field, this guy has played better, and I want to play the hot hand. I think that gives us the best chance to win is the hot hand. Yeah, That's something you could explain, but you have to have the information to show it. The, the Jimmy G injury was a weird, random, you know, it's hard to say blessing in disguise. He's on your starting quarterback going down. But at least it forced... Raider Nation to look at Aiden O'Connell and see what's under the hood for a game. It's like, okay, let's see what we got for a game. And now we know, right? If he would have just torched the Chargers for 350 yards and four touchdowns, no inter- no turnovers, you'd be like, okay, sorry, Jimmy G, kick rocks. Like, you can for make, sure. that, if he you can went make out that call, there. right? You can yeah, Josh McDaniels and say, Mark, look, I drafted this brilliant guy in the fourth. Look what I did. Look at this diamond in the rough that I found. Like, we got to ride this hot hand. You know what I mean? You know, that way you you pump yourself up by pumping up somebody else in this sense. Let's say that were to have happened. You know what? Jimmy G was never the long-term plan. He was only a short-term plan. Yeah. We drafted this kid because we were confident in his ability. He just is so good that he got so much better with our coaching and our help faster than we thought. Mm-hmm. But he's ready now. I understand you gave this guy more money, but he's ready faster than we thought he would be. And yeah. we found the guy or whatever. So, yeah. and then you make the case like, hey, let's trade Jimmy G to the Jets or, you know, another quarter, you know, a quarterback's going to go down somewhere on a, on a potential playoff team before the trade deadline. And then you're like, hey, we can, we can get something for him, right? So you can, that's a lot of dominoes to, to, to fall. But for right now, we need more information from Ado and O'Connell. You don't think the Jets would take a Jimmy Garoppolo trade conversation right this second? If Aiden knocked the socks off of his uh, of last game I and think, next game? I, I think it's possible. I don't think that it's probable by how Jimmy G has looked. Mm. I mean, compared to how Zach Wilson's looked. <laughs> I'll tell you one weird. thing, though, man. I'll tell one. you one thing. Him having that look on his face saying it's my fault, bro. I lost the game. Mm-hmm. That's huge because that wasn't how who he was last year. So hey, it was a Taylor Swift effect. There were some heavy eyes on his performance. And now he's feeling guilty. Before he didn't care. All those chicks in, at home flipping through their football for dummies books. Like, what is this? <laughs> 
so the I would say the biggest silver lining or the the biggest bright spot from the Chargers game was the defense, specifically in the second half. Um, even in the first half, when they gave a lot of points, they had to fight off of two turnovers, and still they were able to hold the chart hold the Chargers to uh, I believe their season low in points. I don't have it in front of me. Don't don't quote me. They held them to twenty four, uh, and no points in the second half, and they held Justin Herbert to thirteen completions, one hundred and sixty seven yards, and an interception, a QBR of thirty five point seven. Justin Herbert. We're not fans of Justin Herbert on this podcast, but we are very well aware of what he's capable of. And so this was awesome watching our defense that was that's supposed to be atrocious has been atrocious. We thought would continue to be atrocious, and the offense would carry us. It was the opposite. Soto, was this just a crazy fluke, or is this something? that is applicable to this defense. Is this what the defense is or capable of, or was this just every season our defense randomly shows up for a random game? I think it's a little bit of both because there were a lot of things that need to get cleaned up. Some of the tackling needs to get cleaned up. Uh, I think that even in the good second half, tackling was so bad. Oh yeah. It was, it was even in the good second half. It still wasn't. I mean, yeah, everything, everything except for your, your favorite play define Diablo's, uh, Double leg takedown, dude. Uh, you're looking for highlights. That's defensively for our team. Like, how many <laughs> other ones are better than that? That and everything that Max Crosby did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Non-Max Crosby highlights. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the best. Interceptions but. bouncing off of DB's hands, running into running into uh, quarterbacks for a sack, and then standing up and falling off. One thing that you want to take a look at too. The one thing that I noticed when I, when I looked at snap counts. Corey and Bennett didn't play a lot of snaps. Yeah. David Long took a lot of snaps uh, in the secondary in that game. Um, I don't see that. I don't think that's going to be a long term thing, but it's very difficult. Like not everyone's going to be Sauce Gardner, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have some lumps. Uh, and um, I think David Long is a little bit. He's a little bit more of a pro. Uh, has, you know, he's not going to make those big mistakes that Corey and Bennett was making. Um, and I think that's going to, that's, that shows a little bit more, uh, let's go back to it again. It shows a better leadership style and, and, and more headsy thinking from Patrick Graham. Uh, like Patrick Graham hasn't wowed anybody, but he is flexible. He does. He does try stuff and change things up. And he, we're, we're not playing that simple shell anymore. We're not doing that. We're being more aggressive. We're switching things up, but these players, I think the issue that we're having right now is the players trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. There is the Divine Diablo just thinking really too far ahead. And, oh, I, I got the quarterback. Let me just make sure I do my job, even if you let the ball go. Let mm-hmm. me just do my job. Why am I going to do someone else's job when I already have the quarterback in my hand? Let me just let him go and see where he threw the ball because I want to make the play again. No, do your job, Right. There's, there's, uh, in the, in the, he got caught in the wash in that first 50 something yard run. That was his play to make. And he got caught in the wash. He got turned around and he didn't make the tackle. Uh, so and seven other people missed the tackle. <laughs> I mean, it was really the most egregious on him. It was, he, he ran right. That's by when him. he broke free. And then yeah. everyone else just kind of like, ran right by him. And it's like, oh, dude, crap, and so in the good. NFL, man, it just takes you to make one guy miss and everyone else has a, 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 is doing their job yeah. and they're just not in a position to do yours. 
and that's what and we always talk about like feel like you keep saying how Aiden O'Connell, the offense just like looked smoother when he was playing the defense looked bad. Like it just like, I, it wasn't until halfway through the fourth quarter. I realized like, Oh crap, Justin Herbert hasn't done squat. They haven't scored in the second half. You finally got a turnover for the first time all season. Hallelujah. Only took 15 quarters, right? It wasn't or, of- more than that. It wasn't, it wasn't until like, Oh wow. Like, the numbers are on our side, even though we're still like missing tackles and like not looking great other than Max, as always. I think what made us look really bad in the second half was their ball carriers were always falling forward. Mm-hmm. They were dragging us for that extra yard. That looked that just even when we made the tackle, they were still getting that extra yard on us, right? So that that was something that made it look, I think, worse than it was. Um there was the um Justin Herbert just didn't have a lot, a lot of places to go with the ball. And to their credit, I'm going to say right now, Spillane, Diablo, and some of the DBs did run up to make tackles when he dumped the ball off, when Herbert dumped the ball off. Yeah. And we got them in those, you know, third and mid-range, you know, decisions. And then Herbert was just inaccurate in the second half. Um, I don't know whether his hand was bothering him, whether the artillery hit really shook him up. I don't know what happened. But he was he was he threw a lot of those balls out of bounds, like really far out of bounds on third down plays. So who knows, man? It it, it could be a, any number of things. I think a couple of things, especially early, we saw a lot of like just whiffs on tackles early in the game. Mm-hmm. We saw our, our guys getting dragged for an extra yard throughout the game, and uh, maybe some penalties that you know, should have been called or shouldn't have been called or whatever we're called it. It made, it made the defensive effort look worse than it was. I think, I think it was, it was pretty good. So the, this is what the Raiders had going for him. Max Crosby had a really good, even by Max Crosby standards, nine pressures, yeah, eight tackles, five solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss. I mean, he was playing, you know, everyone always looks at the sack number, right? You know, there's, Oh, he had a four sack game, right? Cleo Mack had a six, six sack game. Tackles like, for loss are just ex- as good as a freaking sack. Yeah, and like those 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 pressures are why Herbert was dumping it off or throwing it away, yep, right? right? It's like yep. Max Crosby was Max he Crosby, was grass, lost, yeah, right. Like he ate his Wheaties. Um, like I said, we finally got our takeaway. Finally, um, two dropped due to pressure, picks. due to pressure, due to pressure, right? Two dropped picks. Those were so that the the Merrick interception was just a gift, gift wrapped by Herbert because of pressure. That it was ball right caught him. It cut right. It was just too easy. Those two drop picks were because guys were making good plays and getting in good position. They were jumping, you know, jumping in front. It hit both hands. They should have caught it, but it wasn't them just like in left field and it fell on their lap. They were making a play. They didn't make the play play, right? So that that was there. Um, and they did it all with, without Nate Hobbs. I would say the second best player on our defense. Is there a question? Is there even a question? Who would be the? Th- it's no, got to be Nate, right? I think he's the second best. Merrick's player playing better, but I still think Nate. I think Nate's unquestionably the second best player. Did it without him. Going against us, though, the Chargers were really beat up. No Mike Williams, obviously, out for the season. Austin Eckler and Gerald Everett all out. And those are all major point scorers and yard makers um, for the Chargers. So I think that's also has to be taken into consideration um, when we're addressing how well this defense is. I don't know. It's I don't see players progressing, but I did see probably Patrick Graham's best game in a long time. 
schematically wise. Yeah, I thought we did see the team play better as a team, although there were still individual mistakes. I think it's safe to say that. I this is probably the Raiders' best defensive performance in a while. In like, I think better than they we held other teams to less points last season, but I wouldn't say the defensive. It would be like a way worse offense. We didn't have three turnovers in that game. Well, two right? turnovers within the 25-yard line, dude. Like, yeah. we basically gave them 14 points. I mean, what were the first few drives? Three and out. Um, It was three and out touchdown. I think it was fumble, fumble, no? I think I think you're right. Uh, yeah, punt for Raiders. Punt, touchdown, fumble, fumble. Punt. Punt, punt, field goal, punt, punt, touchdown, interception, game over. The offense didn't do a whole lot there for you. And still the defense, how they really get offense to 24 points. How many three and outs did we have? Do you see that? Uh, yeah. Um, first drive, one, two, a four, three, then fumble. Another three and out, another three and out, another three and out. That's 13 brutal, plays, man. 12 plays, 12 plays, then the interception. So the first one, two, three, Listen up, four, guys. five. There's a reason why six, I asked that. First, first seven drives, it was either a th- all three and outs or fumbles, fumbles. And plus one touchdown. So six three and outs or fumbles. Here's something that that is is – encouraging is that we had our two longest drives to end the game mm-hmm. or two very long drives to end the game. So we were adjust. We made adjustments late uh, coaching wise and um, Aiden, it was, it was far by getting more comfortable too. Well, um, d- d- defensively um, going backwards last drive to, First drive for the Chargers. Obviously, that last drive was six plays just to extend the clock, right? Six drives, extend the clock. Mm-hmm. Then four plays, turnover on downs, three and out, seven plays, interception, three and out, one play just to end the half, three and out. Um, and then that was when they were sc- and then in, early in the game when they scored. So defensively, we ended awesome. Since, uh, since the touchdown in... The second quarter for the Chargers, they got two first downs. And one of them, they threw an interception right after. Two, for, two first downs in over, in over a half. That's awesome. That's what I'm telling you. Look, awesome. it, 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 was, it was the team playing better. It was just individuals making mistakes that made the, the, the entire defensive effort look worse. But as a team, they played pretty good. Uh, you ready to do some what up, Winbacks? Yes, sir. I got this super hot and sexy salary cap conversation I want to get into, but we're, we're already up to an hour, so we'll save it for next time. Uh, Matthew Davis, 3014. Mark Davis has another problem. Owners can't afford to look impatient. Prospective hires won't think they'll get a fair shot. So, yeah, if things go on like this early next season at the earliest – 
that's an element to this conversation we haven't talked about is if you look like a revolving door of coaches, um, it's going to look bad for prospective coaches moving forward. I think there's a little bit of that, but ultimately there's only 32 of these in the world. Yeah. And if you're offered one, you're probably going to take it. I, I think it's like, this is only going to affect maybe three coaches. I'm talking like if, if like Harbaugh leaves Michigan and comes here, if, um, you know, like super like Pete Carroll leaves, I don't know something, you know what I mean? Something super like a really blue blood coach, a blue blood head coach that has his pick of the litter. Um, it'll affect them. But even then, like, I don't think firing McDaniels after a season and a half, instead of two seasons is going to make a coach think, Oh yeah, this Raiders are a great run franchise. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's going to be the breaking point. Like we played the video of when, um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Broncos head coach, um, Sean Payton, right? Sean Payton, yeah. The interview we hit, it's one of our shorts of how he was, he had a silver and black suit. He was, Al Davis had him to be his coach after John. Uh, hating ass freaking uh, Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells talked him out of it. Like he had his suit. He was going to fly to Oakland and be the Raiders head coach. And Parcells talked him out of it. Because like, hey, it's a franchise that's not run that good. Like, you don't want to do this. And he had never been head coach at that point. It was a big deal. Uh-huh. And he pulled out, right? You know, I hate to say it. Like, I'm a, you know, I bleed silver and black Raider Nation. But we don't have a great reputation as, well, you know, as, a, as a run Davis organization. Had that, he had that quick hook, man. He had yeah. that quick hook. And that was something that I think Mark Davis has been hearing a long time about. Is how his dad set himself back because of all the regime changes over and over and over. Now, it wasn't that big of a turnover because the GM was Al Davis. So um, you still have the same guy picking all the groceries, you know what I'm saying? So um, I I, I get why he is how he is, and maybe he wants to distance, Mark Davis wants to distance himself from being compared to his dad and all the negative connotations about being compared to his dad. He wants the positive ones, and it's you know plucking that you know unknown any. head coach John uh, John Madden, the unknown head coach Tom Flores, the unknown head coach Art Shell. Like it's it, you know those are the things that you I know. I mean, you look at you look at Al Davis at his worst when he was like borderline senile in a wheelchair, still trying to run the Raiders. God, I don't uh, it, I don't want to think about that. That's that's not that's not for cause. Like that's not much worse product on the field wise than what Mark Davis has done. Like it, like that's the thing is Mark has. He's like, well, I don't compare to my dad. It's like no one is. Nobody's comparing you to Al Davis at all. You haven't done one percent. Like you look at Al Davis at his best, ninety percent of his best, eighty percent of fifty four, thirty percent of Al Davis's best is still better than anything Mark Davis has done. No one's comparing you to. Which one's that? He's airing his dick out. Look at it. He's just chilling on his back. Oh, jelly. Oh, no, he Please tell me there's what a fan a right there. There's this fan right there. <laughs> Dutch Master 707. Reporters act like, gee, McDaniels, I feel your pain. Then ask the easiest softball questions. Imagine McDaniels dealing with the East Coast media. Biggest media is pretty, pretty lenient. It's, generally. It, it, it irritates me so much that they're so easy on him mm-hmm. because – like he, he answered that question about dealing with Khalil Mack 
And he said, yeah, you know, we did a bunch of different things. You know, we did a number of things to, to try to stop him. It just, you know, he's just had a good day today. And we were talking about this in, a, in, in, in our DMs, so you, myself, and, and Rory. And we were, and he, he double teamed Khalil Mack twice in the entire game. Yeah, and like and you and, 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 yeah, and you said you said uh, well to be fair two is a number. <laughs> yeah. did like, a we, number we did it, we did a number of things. It's yeah, like, well, two we did two things. That's, that, a, that's a number. So that's a number. I mean, I see no lies. The, the problem with that is Josh McDaniels is 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 uh, and it was another tweet that I saw that the only time he was specific is when he was kind of like not wouldn't say he was bashing but he was talking about what Aiden O'Connell did wrong. Everything else is just humming and hawing and like, you know, and I, I will, generalities. Defend, I will defend Josh McDaniels there because everyone's like, oh, he's, he's, I can't believe he blamed his quarterback. He came down on Aiden O'Connell. Like, no, he didn't. He asked specifically what needs to be done. And three toner turnovers is a killer. Yeah. What's sure. like that? But that he like, also look, asked specific questions the, to the contrary. And he just lied. Doing. Yeah. He's, he's, he's acting like, we don't have access to game film. He's acting like we don't know his offense, that we don't know about NFL offenses and defenses and what can be done to help and, and, and stop certain things and to give himself a better chance of success. He acts like we don't know that stuff. And the problem is when the media asks him questions, they give him one question and they dip. And then someone else asks a question. There's no follow-up. There's no hammering. There's no drilling down. So he can lie like that. He can just say an, an overt lie that they tried a number of things to stop Khalil Mack. When when the connotation of a number of things is I tried many things, which he didn't. It's uh, and it is a it's it is smooth of Josh McDaniels to behave that way in the sense that he he's going to be brief. He's going to speak in generalities. He's not going to give you extra access because he doesn't want to have to deal with it. And that's a plus for him. It sucks for us. It sucks for everyone. Raider Nation. It sucks for the the content creators. It sucks for the, the the journalists and beat writers. Like it's it's a it's a net loss. I wish it would was not that way. Josh Jones doesn't care about the media. He doesn't care how we feel. He cares he about care. one person. He cares about, about him. What Mark Davis. Right? Mark Davis and, and him. Right. And like his next job potentially. He cares right? about so that's what. what and that's Mark and, Davis thinks. And and and, I, and that's. And that's the one part of the Patriot way that he has mastered and continued. Give the media as little as possible about anything schematically, what's going on in your brain, personnel. You want to talk about like what we just saw? Like everyone knows there was three turnovers. I'll tell you about that. You ask Bill Belichick about use of a fullback. He'll blather on for 20 minutes because it's just gen, you know, just general football history. It will talk about that. No problem. You ask like, oh, what's your what's your plan? What's the X's and O's on Sunday? Like, oh, we're going to do our best. They're a really good team. I have a lot of respect for their coaching staff. We're going to have to, you know, play all three phases of football and, and just give you nothing. What was that line from The Departed? Treat them like mushrooms. You feed them shit and keep them in the dark. dark. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that, that's how Josh Daniels. I mean, bro, I was quoting. I was quoting. Is that a rule? Quoting? I mean, I was quoting. Okay. I think. I mean, if I, if I want to talk about the commissioner, time out, time out, okay? Time, time out. out, yeah. Can I call him football hating pussy and not get dinged for it? Is I didn't know pussy was one of the words. Is that for sure? I mean, uh, you can't say that. In, like, you can't say that in school. Like, and not get in trouble. You well, know? you said there were three words. No, there was the big five, right? Because there's, there's, we okay. know what a curse word is and what a curse word isn't. Okay. Because like one of the five, one of the five wasn't cunt. But if we say that, that's a curse word. Yeah. 
That's okay, arguably so like, the worst one. That's the worst one, but it wasn't one of the big five. Yeah. Okay, we're back. So yeah. quoting, 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 you're okay. Quoting, it's like you're allowed to like you're allowed to as drop as the n word if you're rapping along to a hip hop song. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the within reason. No problem. Reason. Now I will say this: we should err on the side of dinging. Okay. If someone's, if you know, let's say I start saying something and I. I get a little too far. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, we got we got to get this number up. Only thirteen. It is. It has only been a week and a half, and we're at thirteen. How the hell are we going to go to the strip club with thirteen dollars? Trust me. By January, especially if we keep losing, it's going to get up there. We're going to have I've a VIP table and bottles. I didn't think I was going to do this good, honestly. Me neither. Um, G three sixty live. This is my favorite one. I saved this one as soon as I saw it last week. Live, week-end. live. I didn't think Farva was looking at one Lombardi trophy. So one of our t-shirts that we have, it's the it's this the autumn wind bags, but it's the cover of Super Troopers. And they've got like the the, the Super Troopers face and he's got headshot. the aviators on, the headshot, the aviators, and you see the Super Bowl trophy in there. And it's the Super Trophy is facing two different directions. One is an inverted photo of the other. And so Soto's like, oh, you know, our, our editor, you know, our, our graphics guy screwed up and inverted it, right? G360 Live doesn't think so, Soto. I didn't think Favre was looking at one Lombardi trophy. I thought he was looking at two Lombardi trophies that were facing like opposite of think. each other. You know, like the scene in The Matrix when Morpheus offers Neo either the red or blue pill and in Morpheus sunglasses, only, only the red pill is visible in one lens while only the blue pill is visible in the other lens. So Farva, he's not looking at one Super Bowl, Soto. He's looking at two... Su- one Super Bowl is not enough for Aiden O'Connell. He's got two Super Bowls in his mind. I hate wishing my life away, you know, maybe, maybe it's okay. because, you know, I got close to, to, to losing it. I don't, I, I don't like when people are like, Oh, I can't wait for the weekend. Like I always tell them, don't wish your life away, make every day count. Right. But man, if I could just go into the future and see how many Super Bowls Aiden Con- O'Connell is going to win us probably zero, but look, at least two, as far as our t-shirt goes. Hey, at least the random dude in India that does our graphics from Fiverr, he thinks it's two. He thinks Aiden O'Connell is going to win us two. And you know what? That's good enough for me. Far be it for me to argue with our graphics guy from India. All right, that's it for us. Uh, we will do our breakdown of Packers Raiders uh, YouTube exclusive live either Friday night or Saturday morning. Stay close to um, our social medias. We'll let you know when that is. Um, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo is the big story. Will he or will he not play? And maybe Aiden O'Connell is forced on Josh McDaniels. We'll find that out for you. Um, dude, the uh, the salary cap for us, the cap situation is brutal. Brutal right now. With losing Chandler Jones, we have the sixth most dead cap. I knew football oh, hitting pussy wasn't going to give us an exception for his ass. Well, there's still time. There's still... Contracts to sort out, like if I there were stipulations in his contract. The season. I get it. Yeah, there's, 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 there's potentially some wiggle room for us, but as of now, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk, talk about that. It's never fun. It must be talked about. Until then, not gonna wait if you're with me.